0: But isn't it great that we serve a just right God? Oh, somebody should have said a louder amen than that. Uh, I don't care what is in your situation or circumstance. Whatever God will supply is just right. Amen? I have a sermon called Salvation Came in Just My Size. And I woke up this morning thinking that how awesome God is to not only give a very general salvation but then he's custom made it. Anybody ever buy off the rack? You know, that's a that's a kind of iffy proposition sometime. You know, you can get the you get the sleeves to work but the pants don't fit. Or the pants are just right but something about one of the sleeves is giving you a problem. But salvation isn't like that. When when you're clothed in God's salvation, it just fits everywhere in every circumstance and in every situation so we are grateful to God in his providence that he has given everything that we stand in the need of our scripture under consideration this morning is found in Ephesians uh, the fifth chapter and I'll be preaching the entire chapter but I only want to read into your hearing Verses 15 through 21. So let me give you a minute to turn there so that you can read it for yourself. Amen? Uh, It's good to have testimony of witnesses, but some things you just need to know for yourself. We find there recorded these words. Be very careful, then, how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with the psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Somebody say thank you, God, for your holy word. I've titled these verses in the form of a question, and it's, very simple but complex at the same time. And the question is, what are you full of? Everyone in here is full of something. Mmm, loaded question. <laughs> and and we love to assume that we're all filled with the right thing. <laughs> However, there are occasions when we encounter one another and we may experience something other than the love of God. Amen? Anybody run up on a Christian unexpectedly? And, 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 and you're, you're, you're assuming and expecting a particular response, but that's not always the response that you get. Amen? And, and I, I want to be fair about that, because you can run up on me sometimes. When I've been up all night, that's not a good thing. You can catch me first thing in the morning. That's another not good thing. Uh, But but there there are times when the spirits and the forces of this world seek to inhabit our Christian witness. And we've got to be very careful about those things because what we're full of will come on display very quickly. And so as Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, he he wants us to understand that there are some characteristics of being filled um, that that need to be evident in the life of the Christian. So let me say a couple of quick things about the church at Ephesus because it's important. It, It sits on the coast. It's a major trade route. Everybody and everything moving through Asia is influenced and affected by that activity that goes on in Ephesus. Matter of fact, Ephesus is a pretty uh, popular tourist uh, attraction. Because of the Temple of Diana, they have legalized prostitutions. Matter of fact, it's encouraged and supported on a scale that makes Ephesus the envy of the Middle East. But Jesus says that's not the activity of Christians. And so consistent with that and his desire for what should be happening in our lives, he sends Paul there on a missionary journey. Uh, Paul sends Timothy there. Priscilla and Aquila are in residence there. Even the apostle John moves through Ephesus. It's very strategic that Ephesus is one for the kingdom of light. But much like the world that we live in, as, as just as we are congregating here on this morning to celebrate the Lord's Day and his activity in our life, there are other forces at work trying to persuade us otherwise. Ever had one of the mornings where you stayed up too late and you go, nah, I don't think I'm going to church today. Okay. That, that's, that's an unclean, foul spirit. Trying to keep you from fellowshipping because the spirit, the kingdom of darkness, knows that your assembly gives you power, gives you strength, gives you encouragement. And we've got to be very careful to not let those small voices become large voices of influence that woo us away from what we should be doing. And, and so, we, as we examine the text today, understand that the problems that are going on in Ephesus are also going on in City Life Church and every other church that's open this morning. Um, we, we, we need to understand that uh, Jesus will address the church at Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2. Matter of fact, it's the first church on the list where he says, I've got some problems with you. You guys start out like a ball of fire in spite of the persecution. You're doing a fine job. You've you've exposed the false prophets. You're doing a lot of good stuff. But somehow, somewhere along the way, you've become something else. You've allowed yourself to be filled with something other than what I desire for you. And you gotta love this about Jesus. He won't let you go too far too long without speaking on your suggestion. Uh I I remember as a young Christian, I was like, Jesus is always in my business. Every time I turn around, Jesus got something to say. Uh, I I I I'm not a, I wasn't a big Bible reader then, because I kept running into stuff I ought not be doing. I I I I I look at my life and I look at the world and I'm the word And I said, wow, these things aren't matching up. And the Lord said, your problem is you're full of something other than what I intended. You're full of something, but something other than I intended. This is what Jesus says to the church. Write this letter to the angel of the church at Ephesus. That, yep, you guys did a great job at the beginning, but this is my problem. You have left your first love. Anybody ever in here ever been in love? Huh? Ever been in love? Come on, don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. Okay? Okay, it's not a sin to be in love. It's actually encouraged, okay? Okay? But, 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 but remember that first kiss? Okay? You, you waited so long for it, and then you got it. And, and it made your toes curl up and the hairs on the back of your head. Well, I don't have any hairs back there. But, but hairs on the back of your head. And it was impactful. And it was like, wow, it'll never get any better than this. And then something happens. We, we cut, get familiar with one another. Sister Evans and I have been together 35 years. And we still kiss, but it don't hit me like it used to. Uh, I'm just being honest right here. The Lord loves people that tell the truth. Okay. It, it still is emotional experience. It still is uh, very bonding and encouraging our relationship. But, but, but we become familiar with one another. She can start a sentence and I can finish it. Not to her satisfaction, but <laughs> that's just the way things go in relationships. And if we're not careful, we'll allow the love of God. And our love for God to become this place of familiarity. Remember when you gave your heart to Christ? You you had probably had tears in your eyes. Your nose was running a little bit, and you said, "Well, for Christ I'll live, and for Christ I." Live. And it was just a total commitment. And then over the years, it's turned into something else, much like what's going on in the church at Ephesus. So, what's all that got to do with me today, Dr. Evans? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's it's something to understand about when we read the scripture. First of all, that the word of God is sequential, segmented, and has an ordered sense. In other words, the Holy Spirit just doesn't throw, uh, have the writers just throw pen to paper. There is a strategy. There is a strategic plan with every word of scripture. And, and because of this, we need to read it and take into account the, the way that things are being presented to us. And here's the challenge, that as Christians, we want all the benefits of being spirit-filled without being spirit-filled. Oh, man, say a word. If I'll say anything else important today, I will. But, 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 but that's the key. That, that we want all the benefit. You, you ever go run up on a thing where it says, members only. How'd you feel? You felt left out. You felt uh, that something was going on that you couldn't be a part of. Okay. And unfortunately, because we give such a blanket invitation, we say things like, whosoever will, let them come. But we also have to be very careful to make sure that we Say to people that come that there are conditions to your coming. When, when you come to Christ, you can't keep living the way you've been living. You can't keep talking the way you've been talking. Otherwise, you are something other than what he have intended you to be. And again, I, I started out with everybody is in the church is full of something. But be very careful of what that looks like. Some people come full of spite. No matter what you say to them, you're never going to get a good word out of them. There are people like that in the church. Some people come full of lust, you know, and, and they're not seeing their sisters and brothers in Christ. They're looking at potential conquests. That's a wrong spirit. And much like the church at Ephesus, we've allowed lawlessness to invade and compromise our righteousness. Some people come full of envy. They're not satisfied that they're properly attired. They want to see what you got on because they want to look better. Again, be careful what you're full of. And then some folks who show up, they're just bitter. They're just mad all the time. You ever encounter an individual like that? No matter what you say, you know, wow, what a beautiful summer day. Well, it's not summer yet. It's still May. Be nice if it rains. Yeah, that's, that's just what I need, some more rain in my life. But, but, but again, we, we, it, it doesn't take too long for us to figure out based on the encounter what a person is full of. Amen? You become good people, readers. You're all adults in here. You, you can pretty much tell what you're dealing with within the first few sentences of your conversation. This is important for me to remember because what I am full of affects my behavior. Something mystical happened when I turned 30. It's not mystical when you understand basic biology. But, but the later I drink, the, the, more, the more sleep I lose because I'm up more frequently. Men, say amen right there. Kay? I used to sleep all the way through the night. Now I can be bone dry. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm trying to sip on this right now. I got a dry mouth. But, but I purposely cannot drink later in the evening. I can't do caffeine after five because what I'm full of will affect my behavior. If I just gorge myself on water, I've signed up for multiple trips to the bathroom. If I'm full of caffeine, I get all hyper. And all nervous and all anxious because what I'm full of. Uh, I, I used to belong to a Pentecostal church. And, and sometimes people would tell me the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is on me. And they start running around in church. You know what I discovered? A lot of times that's too much caffeine. That's not the Holy Spirit at all. Okay. But what I'm full of affects my behavior. If I'm full of illicit be, uh, drugs then I'm probably representing in my lifestyle some illicit behavior. Last I checked, drugs weren't cheap, and you usually have to have a criminal enterprise associated with it to sustain an addiction. Another thing that I want to consider when I talk about what it is I'm full of, what I'm full of shows up in places where, where I don't always think it's appropriate. Um, What I'm full of should show up at my home. I tell Sister Evans all the time I love her. I've been telling her I love you every day for 35 years. And and, and I say, well, I, I take care of you. I bring my check home. Uh, I, I carry the heavy stuff. I help with the groceries. And you know what Sister Evans tells me? You know, I, I'd appreciate a manifestation of of love that includes picking up your dirty clothes. I'd appreciate a manifestation of your Christian walk by uh, you just taking care of some stuff without me asking you to do those things. What I'm full of shows up in places, my home, my job, every relationship I have. It, it, It should show up in all of my behaviors. If I'm a child of God, when you encounter me, it shouldn't take you long to come to that conclusion based on how I present to you. Cause trust me, if you're full of something else, I'll pick up on that as well. What keeps me from being filled? First of all, something is probably already in the place that ought to be occupied by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, we have that saying, the To honor God, we must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. Now, the spirit that God wants in us is the big S, spirit, the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, when he runs up on most of us, we've got a small case spirit okay, that's in operation. And so the Holy Spirit can't get in when the space is already occupied by something else. That's why the message is part about deliverance this morning. I need to be delivered from some stuff before the Lord can take up residence in me. One of the most overlooked doctrines in Christianity is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And I want to present to you this morning that that is the critical piece necessary for you to be successful in your confession of faith. Okay, you you can't do a good work without the operation of the Holy Spirit. You can't have a good idea that's kingdom contexted that that is apart from the Holy Spirit. Your, Your ideas about God, your affections about God, that doesn't come from you. That comes from God himself and your ability to function in the mission that he have given you. Well, guess what? That comes from him, too. And you can study long, but you will study wrong without the Holy Spirit. No, I'm trying to help somebody today. Uh, uh, most of us are full of ourselves. And how can you be full of you and still have room for Jesus? That's going to be a problem. The Holy Spirit has a hard time ruling if I've got my butt on his throne. Oh, I know somebody's feelings got hurt right there, but I'm just telling you the truth. He has to be not only deliverer, he has to be Lord. And the only way to come to that conclusion is by the operation of the Holy Spirit. So now the question remains, why are we full of other things? First of all, life sucks most of the time, okay, okay? I don't care how much money I make, it is never enough. It just isn't because I'm not satisfied outside of the will of God. If the Lord had promised me everything that I need to be successful in, the li- in this life, why am I failing? It's probably because I'm filled with something other than his Holy Spirit. And so we fill ourselves with other things. That's why Paul tells us, don't get, don't get high on wine." That'll make you feel good for the moment. But feeling good for the moment is not the objective of the Holy Spirit. It's making sure that you are tied into your eternal salvation so that not only what you do in this life will have impact, but it also affects your eternal disposition. A lot of us want to explain escape the way things are. I grew up in an America that was very divided and torn because of civil rights issues. And, and, and my constant consternation, yeah, that's the C I'm looking for. I had to run through my uh, dictionary real quick. Okay, But, but a, a sore point. I said, I don't see things changing in society and certainly I'm not going to change. I'm born black. I'm going to be black till I die. Amen? Amen. It's true. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but I can't reconcile this without the operation of the Holy Spirit. This is how I can love those that despise me and shamelessly use me, that don't give me access to things like equity, and that don't celebrate my diversity, Okay. It's the Holy Spirit that allows me to reach another level in my attitudes and my behavior. There was a time in my life when I was a Black Panther. That's how old I am. That goes way back. Okay, uh, I, 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 I entertained Nation of Islam for a little while. But here's the strange thing that happened. The Lord brought Caucasians into my life that I genuinely had love and affection for and genuinely had love and affection for me. None of that could have happened without being filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to be careful that we're not filled with artificial things because then the real thing can't get in. Artificial spirits born out of the kingdom of darkness, These things cause us to act outside ourselves negatively. Now, why did I put that qualifier in there? Because the operation of the Holy Spirit works the same way, only positively. To love my enemy, I got to have a strong dose of Holy Spirit. To to pray for, uh, wow, I don't want to get in trouble here. Let me leave that one alone, maybe maybe eleven o'clock crowd. I'll try that on because I'll be leaving after that but but but, but I pray for people that I don't agree with that thank you, Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. I needed a safe way to say that we're not gonna always be in agreement, okay? I'm not gonna tell you what political party I'm affiliated with because immediately somebody'll get an attitude, okay but that's not the point the The point is. That as Holy Spirit-filled believers, we ought not be falling out with each other on the regular. I, when, 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 uh, when, when Holy Spirit and God blesses Adam, I should celebrate. Adam, boy, you're blessed, okay? Uh, hallelujah, good for you. Because in that, I understand that if he's, God has provided for Adam, he's going to provide for me too, amen? So no reason for me to be all sideways with Adam because the Lord's breaking him off a little different than he's taking care of me. Okay, Here's the formula. To be filled, I must be empty. I've got to get some things out of me right now. There's some things I obviously know I need to take care of, but in prayer and meditation, God will reveal some things that only he can move but he needs my permission because he will not override my free will and so I shall go to him and say search me that's what david did look me over god okay i think i've been doing a pretty good job but but you are the final word you tell me how i'm doing that's actually my nightly prayer lord i got through another day how did i do and usually there's some stuff to work on. Anybody ever had that conversation with God? Okay. There's there are always something to work on. Okay. So first of all, recognize that to really become empty, I've got to let God do the work. Okay. Second, we must bring this empty vessel to him straight away, not stopping off along the way so that it could get compromised on the way. We must bring him a clean cup. Then he can spill us. Then he can fill us. Fill us. Then he can fill us. Okay. I got a news flash for you. We have already been given all the Holy Ghost we're gonna get. I hear people pray for that. I want more Holy Ghost. You don't get any more. You get it all at once. Okay. Take up residence in me, Holy Spirit. He does. And he does every molecule, every atom. I don't care how long, far you want to break that down, but he touches everything. Well, then why am I, am I not behaving better? God gives me all the Holy Ghost I need, but I restrict where it's in operation. So the music got pretty peppy today in worship. Thanks for the worship team for that. Amen. And I saw a lot of hands clapping. That's great. I saw a lot of feet tapping. That's great, too. But if that's the extent of your Holy Ghost, I'm going to suggest to you that's not enough. Those same hands that are clapping need to be serving. Oh, here he goes. Those same feet that are tapping need to be quick to bring relief and the gospel of Jesus Christ to every situation. I'm not just the priest of my household. I'm the priest at Speedway. If I bump into the gas station and you don't have enough to get where you're going, and I'm aware of that, then I'm compelled because of my Christian witness to render you some assistance. So if I've already got all the Holy Ghost I'm going to get, I've got to allow full access. Um, and you can read it for yourself. There's other biblical texts that I can resist the Holy Spirit. He's not going to make me do anything, but he will encourage, recommend, suggest. And we've got to be very careful because a suggestion from God is not really a suggestion. It's a mandate. That's why the Bible is filled with commandments. But somehow in our Western minds, we have translated that into Menu selections. God is not running a cosmic Burger King where you get to have it your way. He's not running a Chinese restaurant where you get one from column A and one from column B and put your dinner together. When God suggests it, you take it as a mandate, as a commandment. We've got to allow full access to our hands and to our hearts, full access to our feet, but also to our knees, full access to our praise. And then we ought to apply that same Holy Spirit to the times when we want to curse and blaspheme. We've got to let the Holy Spirit, we're not gonna get any more of him, but we've got to let him have more of us. We've got to make sure that he's full access In our relationship. Sister Evans and I wouldn't have lasted 35 minutes without Jesus Christ. 35 weeks? Maybe. 35 years? That's an act of God. I wake up every morning thankful for the woman that he gave me who does not put up with my nonsense. Who does not just take everything I say as the gospel but proves it. She tells me constantly, I check what you say with what Jesus got to say about it. I wouldn't want to have a wife that didn't do that. She prays for me in the way that I don't pray for myself. That's very necessary. When God does the feeling, there is a manifestation of that feeling. God's feeling results in something different than what we think. And I've already given you the example of the jumping and the running and the shouting. That's, that's what we think God wants sometimes you can sit reflectively in communion with God, never uttering a word, and be blessed beyond what any worship experience can ever have an impact on us. This is how God changes hearts and minds. God says, and he Paul gives us a list right in the biblical text. He said, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, first thing you want to do is fellowship with other saints. We we don't dodge and duck each other. We actually seek each other out. What's going on with you? What's what's happening in your life today? We want to know because we want to be a part of that fellowship with other saints. And it's not just any kind of fellowship. It's authentic. It's genuine. It's genuine. I really care about you. Well, how can you care about me and, and, and you don't know me? Jesus cares about you, so as his servant, I should care about you as well. Here's the, here's the challenge. What I allow in me, I become just like that. That's why I can't watch too much cable TV. C- cable has no restrictions anymore. Even regular television. It has nudity and sexual in the window and, and, and sometimes it's good for me just to get up and turn the TV off and open the word of God. Okay I got a favorite show. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but 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 I try to be dutiful in watching that so I don't fall behind, otherwise, I get the curse of binge watching. That's a bad addiction when you're already addicted to other things. you been up all Mr. Seven, you've been up all night? Yeah. I watched 13 episodes. Hmm. Wow, it'd be great if you should spend all night in fellowship with God. That's a convicting word. Of all the things that keep me up at night, my problem shouldn't be one of them. It's a desire to seek fellowship with God. I can't listen to any kind of music, okay, because I got, I got a knack of picking up tunes, and I'll sing that tune in an inappropriate place. I remember I got hung up on a, a Nelly song. Some of you don't know who that is. But <laughs> and it just had such a catchy refrain to it that I walked into the church. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> so let's take off all our clothes. And I got the strangest looks. Till the deacon came over to me and said, that sounds kind of inappropriate there, Reverend. But what I'm full of will get out. Amen. And you may not catch it. You, you just do it, because I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. It's getting hot in here. Hmm. Mm-hmm. For I knew it, I was off on a tangent that was not consistent with my Christian witness. That's how subtle it is. And so in verses 18, 19, and 20. Paul says, "Look, there's evidence when you're truly spirit filled. Okay, I'm not singing Nelly. I'm singing a song. Okay, songs of the spirit that are uplifting, edifying, that are promoting the gospel message of deliverance and repentance. When I worship correct God correctly, my fellowship improves. Anytime there's a social problem, there's a spiritual." Affliction. Our problem is we want to work on the symptoms of our sin rather than the sin itself. Our relationships with God affects our relationships with others. It's it's impossible for you to be in good fellowship with me when you're not in good fellowship with God. So what's the takeaway, Reverend? Here it is. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the first thing is to establish relationship with Jesus Christ. We got a big fancy term for that out to the seminary. But the Father and the Son. Yeah, make sure I get it right here. It's difficult without the vocabulary. Yeah. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. So I can't get any of this God, this spirit-filled activity without relationship with the Father and the Son. He's God in three persons. So don't ever think about the Holy Spirit as less than God. He's fully God, just like Father and the Son are. But establishing that relationship is very important. This is what Jesus says. No man comes unto the Father except by me. There is no other name by which a man can be saved but the name of Jesus. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So all the benefits of being spirit-filled are only manifest when I am in right relationship with Jesus Christ. So ask yourself today, honestly, you don't have to share it with me or Pastor Christie. What are you full of? If the Lord called you to the throne right now, what would he find as the prominent personality in your life experience? Is it Nelly? Nelly won't get you in the glory. Is it, uh, I'm trying to think. My musical knowledge is so limited now since I've been saved. it's not Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I'll try that one out there. Ly- Leonard Skinner, you know, it's, it's kind of catchy. Sweet, sweet home Alabama is not glory on the other side of the Jordan River. We've got to make sure that we concentrate on the right thing. Here's why the Holy Spirit is, is so important. He's the source of comfort. He is the comforter. He is the source of my power. Okay, Remember the apostles are told, don't go until you get the spirit. Too many of us want to get ahead of the spirit. He is, leads us into the knowledge of God's holy truth. Okay, You can't read the Bible without the illumination of the Holy Spirit. And then most importantly, he is the sealer of my covenant relationship with jesus christ he's got to be on prominent display in every one of my relationship you know that 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 voice that tells you better go back to your house because you might have left iron plugged in that's the holy spirit the the uh, despite what siri is telling you about this next turn it's the holy spirit say that's not the turn You've got to make him first and foremost in your life to enjoy the benefits of being spirit-filled. My prayer for you today is no matter where you are, God will bring you to a point of reckoning. Not the ultimate reckoning, but the little tweaking that he has to do with us to head us in the right direction. I really want you to pray in your spirit and be very sure about where you are right now because it's important. It's important like you can't even imagine or believe. Too many of us have sins of omission. We simply aren't aware that we're offending God, but the Holy Spirit, knows. And if we don't quench him, we don't resist him, I said those out of order. If we don't resist him and then quenches us, we've got a problem. I really pray today that if you haven't found Jesus, you'll find him right now before you leave this building. And if you have found him, I hope that you'll see how to serve him better. What are you full of?